So another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK Series 7, Episode 24, Chris. We're rounding off the week. This is the last episode of this week. And where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, well, we had a little bit of a story in this one, didn't we? Like a little tale to tell between... Keish and Kwame, obviously, it all came to a head, but we got, again, sort of a little bit of background on what had happened in the previous episode. Um, You could see, like like you said, Dave, I think you've hit the nail on the head, to be honest. This sort of, Keish, what am I going to do? Obviously, producer, like, look, don't just bluntly say, I don't like the guy. He's taking the, well, I don't know, I don't like him. The guy's just giving me fucking mixed signals. I don't know where I am. It's not going to work. I'm off. She was playing this little cat and mouse game once you throughout the episode. Every time we saw her or there's the dialogue and um and, and ultimately, obviously, we you know it, it was interesting because I wasn't sure how going into the dinner party with each couple it would play out and what we would see, how things would happen. So we had that initially, and then obviously going into the dinner party, we had obviously Matt and Whitney up first, Dave. So the commitment uh, ceremony. That one as well. That one as well. Not the dinner party. The commitment <laughs> ceremony. Dinner party was yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, mine. If, if I was, this isn't like four days ago. I don't even, even yeah. fucking today. It's hard but to anyway. remember the whole week's uh, episode, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. So, so what did you think of the Matt and Whitney thing, Dave? Because they they started off really the episode properly at the commitment ceremony. Yeah, just, I mean, uh, just uh, par for the course, wasn't it? You know, just couple of bellends. <laughs> yeah. just, you know, they are laying it on so thick. It just comes across as disingenuous. They are just purely trying to rub everyone's face in it. And they get off on that fact. You know, and some of Matt's choices of words as well. I, I just, they just jar with me. It's like, I don't care what anyone says. I am in love with this woman. You know, yeah. not I'm in love with Whitney, or you know, it's just a weird fucking choice of words for me. And then obviously, you know, Thomas can't sort of help himself, can he? But get involved with it. But you know what pisses me off more than anything, Chris, is like fucking Psycho George there, like fucking. Oh yeah, it's great, Matt and Whitney. Oh, it's so special. What you fucking bellend, you who is so distraught, and you who is so scarred. By all these infidelities of the past, you're fucking yeah. there, champion. You've got your fucking pom-poms yep. out for Matt and Whitney. You hypocritical bellend. <laughs> yeah, you stole the thunder, but Sorry. yes. No, no. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't know. I'm with you completely. Absolutely. The ones, it's quite telling, the ones who are happy for them. There is a complete split in the group now. You know, we've got... Jonathan and Sophie. I don't think Sophie is really supporting them, but Jonathan is, and he's already said that to the group. And then you've got Matt and Whitney, and 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 you've got George and April, and then the others are all like, "Hello, why is nobody outraged by this?" You know, and and I'm the same, Dave. I don't like the way he speaks to Whitney. I think, that, and I said this a couple of episodes ago. The more like the more sort of sexist he is towards her, and sort of he wasn't Neanderthal in his chat, the way he's speaking, he's very. 1970s, 1980s, she seems to like that. And this 
staring at each other. It's just, just it was just weird. It's like, yeah, I can see this somewhat there. Whitney seems like a different person on that chair, without a doubt. But she's she's had all her nine lives to me, Dave. I'm not fucking interested in these two at all, no matter what they do. And unfortunately, I don't know, Zoe, uh, she doesn't mince her words in that, but Matt's ugly side rears its head too easily for me. He's not the only one. Mm. I'm not just singling him out because I want to talk about a couple of the others, but that, and it's the way he ends conversations, that nasty side. Oh, great conversation. You know, that totally derogatory. It's condescending. Look, yeah, it's just it? so, that's it. Not derogatory. So condescending and just like, yeah, fuck you, basically, without saying fuck you. It's like, you're on a show, you've blagged it, you've cheated in the context of the show, whatever we think, we are only the viewers. That's what we see. Why would you not think there'd be a backlash from also the people within the show? We've gained connections with people like Gemma. So, yeah, I just think he, he doesn't take things very well. He takes no criticism. And and straight away, he slagged off John, um, Thomas and Adrian's relationship, did he? <laughs> it's mm. a joke. Now, I've got something to say a about fabrication. that. Fabrication. Fabrication. Yeah, 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 fabrication. And... I have got stuff to say about that, but I'm like, you're the last person who should be saying that, mate. Come on. So again, doing himself no favours at all. Yeah. I, I've got no doubt at all. There is passion between these two. I don't think you can fake that. I still think it'll fizzle out. I, I still think partially what's happened with the show has driven them closer together. They both fucking get themselves off on pissing everyone else off. And, you know, Matt has just got his prize at the minute. Whitney, you know, calling her his woman and stuff. I mean, he's calling her his, wo his woman. I think she shops for tops in mother care um, because they're all too <laughs> fucking small for her. But, um, <laughs> yeah, good fucking luck to him. Fuck off. Don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And, uh, look, they're going to be there for the duration. They're not going anywhere. Um it's just, They've been there for five minutes, haven't they? That's what's so annoying. Yeah. It's like, yeah. come in, oh, fucking love each other, we do, you know, and all of your other relationships are so shit, and if you've had to work hard on it, you know, that that's up to you. Well, hang about, Matt. You're saying everyone else's relationship is a, is a fabrication. You were wanking yourself off about the science last week. So which one is it? You know? Yeah, so it's just true. bollocks. And it makes the honestly makes the experts look even more stupid, if I'm honest. Yeah, and I, I, there's still something in me, Dave, that says there is set up the pair of them. I just I just can't put my finger on it. I, I want to believe, despite them being a pair of bellends, that there is, it's genuine, and I just can't shake it. it just, it's so reminiscent of Daniel and Carolina, because I remember yeah. Daniel having a conversation with the other contestants going, well, so you're all... Uh, having a go at us, but none of you are going to last basically when you get on the outside. You know what I mean? Like you are having so many problems, but we're at a, a different stage in our relationship, which is pretty much what Matt's doing. I just can't shake that. And I don't know what it is. I just, I, I honestly think it's a setup, the, the thing. And I think give it a month or so afterwards and they'll be split up. But again, fucking brilliant TV, <laughs> Dave. Let's be honest. We can't the, deny that. The setup is the casting, isn't it? I, I just think that... The amount that you see on like Instagram and stuff with the stories and everything. I mean, everyone's quite. No one's spoiling anything, but everyone's quite candid, you know, when, when they're coming out and commenting on the show and stuff. So I, I just don't think 
what they're an actor, they're they're a plant hoddy. I don't think that is the case, but certainly there can be a little bit of producing manipulation, you know, sort of suggesting, oh, well, you know, what do you reckon to all them lot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking science didn't work out. If they're, if they're having to work hard, you know, it's almost like inception, isn't it? It's almost like just plant that seed and you're not making them say the words, but you're just making them think about it. But, you know, like say... Fucking! It was the same with Daniel and Carolina. The the setup is in the casting, you know. And like I say, if we we want our our drama, they've got it bang on this season, because you know? <laughs> it's been the best season without a doubt. As much as they piss me off, I mean that that's part of the whole thing. You you know you can't take that out and say oh I just don't like everything about it. But this no brilliant season. So I I think the setup is with the casting. Yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be, and and I think. Zoe, again, she's having none of it, Davis. She, she's fucking straight on it. And she even said to Whitney, I'm not arguing with you. It's no point, you know, and it just, it carried on. I think that's the thing. There's a few contestants who bought into the whole concept. Yeah, they're on telly, bit of exposure, but there actually seem to be people like Zoe and Jenna want to actually make this a success. So that's mm. that's where they're coming. And I, I still can't understand, because you know what, Dave? I'm going to quote my wife. So Sam said, and this is, goes for the whole episode, but mainly Matt and Whitney, she said, why the fuck don't they fucking press these people? She went, and, and she actually said, it was mainly aimed as well, to be fair, about Kwame at the end. But she said, this <laughs> is Sam's expert fucking quote. I took, I've written this down, and she doesn't know I've done this, but she said, experts my fucking ass Dave you know so, so, <laughs> I was laughing internally like I'm gonna steal that for the podcast but I am giving Sam full credit because she said like why the hell don't they press them they've just not pressed anyone really have they you know on, on anything they've just sort of skated around it don't really want to upset anyone it's like well you can see things are wrong within the show. I know Paul said he's going to address things, but surely common sense dictates that the other contestants weren't happy. And it's just, they're so down the middle. It's like, that's why the other contestants are going at Matt and Whitney and, and calling things out mm. because there is no policing of what they do. Paul eventually gets a bit mad. Mel, obviously she's shown us out. I mean, Charlene seems to be down the middle with it all. She doesn't really want to kick off of anybody and you know, that's fine. But it doesn't, you don't feel like when John's there, it feels like there's an authoritative person there that you've got to respect. It feels mm. like the, the contestants don't really respect the experts, shall we say. Yeah. And before you name dropped him, I was just about to come back with that. You know what this show needs? It needs fucking John to yeah. come in in his cape, fly through the window and fucking lambast a lot of them when it needs it. You know, and, and that's what he did in the Australian one, isn't it? I, I think, you know, there needs to be some tough conversations. And there is there are no tough conversations, really. You know, there's a, there's a little tiny bit here or there. You know, um... Uh, what was Paul? Paul said to Jonathan, "You know, you you lack emotional intelligence." But even that, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's not that bad, is it? You know, it's just here's something to work on. Whereas John gets visibly annoyed when you know, he fucking tears strips off him. That is what I want to see. So I agree. I, I mean, they're so down the line. Obviously, there's lots edited out. You know, they're on the sofa for hours and hours, and we just get to see a few minutes. But, you know, I would think if they did give them a bit of a lambasting that, that you know, we would see that. So, 
Yeah, I think more needed from the experts, um, <laughs> certainly, than, than they're giving currently. And it is still, I am going to be intrigued as to what Paul comes out with, because is it that the show, the show are deliberately making you look stupid? Is that what's going on? So they're hiding yeah. other things from you? Because the end result is you look borderline useless, <laughs> you know, but... but all right, I'm going to totally contradict myself here, Chris. You do have this phenomenon almost from the contestants or contestants. What is it we call them? The, I don't know, bridegrooms, whatever. Yeah. This year, where they seem to be hiding what they're actually saying to their partners, you know, before they get on the sofa. It's like Chris, you know, on Love Island when they get on the truth bike. Yeah. And it's just a fucking exercise bike. <laughs> you know, but but yes, they'll, yes. they'll drop these things that would cause all this drama as if it is a real truth bike and it has some sort of power. The sofa has this power where the likes of Zoe and Shanita in particular will drop these things that it doesn't look like have been spoken before. I'm going to come back to Kwame and Keisha, by the way, so I'm discluding them from this at the minute. And they're like, well, that's that's a massive surprise. You know, the cameras aren't on all the time. So you would think, you know, this is a genuine relationship sort of thing. Why wouldn't you have a bit of a prep meeting? It's like, okay, you know, have we got any things to work on this week? Or why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, you know, as I say the words out loud, what I realize I've done is that's me talking there. If it was you. <laughs> I don't know. That's not to say my way is better. It's just how I do things versus how you do things. How dare you? How fucking you, dare Do you mean you? to tell me you wouldn't just rock up to the sofa and then see how it goes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the fucking oddball who's like, right, okay, um, two A4 sheets later, right, okay, so if they ask this. <laughs> right, listen, listen. <laughs> I can't even deny that. But anyway, listen, listen to me. So just jumping off the back of what Matt said about the, uh, Thomas and Adrian's relationship being a fabrication, the reality radar has been tweaking, Dave, and it's been playing about in the background of my head that uh, I know I, I'm being big support of Adrian. He's a great guy. And I think Thomas, fucking all day, one minute I like him, one minute I'm like, oh, you can fucking get in the bin. I just, I just don't understand where he comes from. I just think he's been told all his life to, he can just act how he wants and there's no consequences. And we've seen that. I, I think with his mum at times of that as well, she isn't a great, um, isn't great, but, she, but when we've had and seen her on the screen, she sort of enables and lets him do what he seems to do. But I think it's fucking weird that they've had no end, physical relationship. I, I don't know in the back of my head. I know Thomas, he said he wants the drama, he wants that exposure, you get it. I'm wondering whether Adrian's played him, you know, Dave. I think Adrian's a great guy, but. He just, he's not interested. And someone said, is he not interested because he's having to mother Thomas all the time? And it's just like, how do you get physically and sexually attracted to someone that you're just literally acting like a parent to him all the time, you know, to calm him down and stuff like that? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a turn off. But 
it's just something off. And I, as much as I don't like Matt, I can't help but think, are these two doing a bit of a, let's just keep saying we're going to be together within the show? Because when we got to the decision, I felt that Thomas played his ace card so it looked like he was out. And then when Adrian was like, well, I'm not going to let you stand in the way, he went, oh, uh, uh, hang on a minute. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you tit, as I, I'm quoting what he said. Oh, <laughs> of course I'll stay. You know, because I felt as if he didn't want to stay, but he was just playing up to that for the for the sake of the show. It had been fucked if Adrian had said leave, because obviously they have this chat before they go on anyway, from what we've been told. So I felt it come against it. And Adrian being the good guy went, I can't stand in your way. No, no. And, I, and then they flicked it, didn't they? The, the experts completely went, it's your decision, Thomas. You know, and I was like, oh, this he's not going anywhere. Yeah, again, the Australians would just be like, you're fucked, you're staying yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said the UK experts seem to be okay with just letting them change what they've written down on the card. The Australians are just that bit more sadistic. <laughs> but, um, Chris, we could not see this any more differently, I don't think. So here's here's how I read it. You've just come off the back of the homestays. Thomas comes across to me as incredibly family-oriented. You know, he, he loves his mum and dad, mum in particular, you know, and, and needs are there. We know that, you know, she was going through a lot kind of uh, behind the scenes. And, you know, they they wouldn't, apparently they'd had this conversation, you know, so the moment was having a, an operation, if you want to know, I mean, go and follow Thomas on, on Instagram and that, but she'd had this operation, didn't want to tell him because, you know, they, she wanted him to still go on the show, but I think going home... You know, sometimes when you're in the bubble initially, you know, and everything's new and shiny and everything and, you know, there's that bit of novelty to it. You can put up with a lot more. But I think as it's gone on, you know, the all of the conflict, fair play, you know, mostly creates, you know, but um, all of that conflict has got to take its toll on you. So going home and then going back into this toxic environment where probably half of the people he doesn't like i i genuinely think he wanted to to leave and also you know with adrian i just think he's he's quite reserved and quite private about himself so you know when he's seen previous seasons and he's looked at these couples and they're like Oh, well, let's let's go to this season and say to Gemma, it's like, yeah, I'm going to sit on his face later. Uh, that didn't age well, by the way. But, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. people being very, very open about their sexual exploits. Adrian doesn't want that. So, I, I mean, I think it is a it is a bit strange, I'll grant you that, um, that Adrian's, like, there's not even been that much cuddling or, you know, just... Hug it on the sofa or whatever. A bit of necking, as uh, Thomas's words, I think. But I, I don't know. I, I just think Adrian's just more of a, a slow burner. I think he's intentionally kind of holding back. And, you know, he doesn't want it to take that next step until they're off the show. And I tell you what, Chris, you heartless bastard, right? When, <laughs> when Adrian jumped in and he was like, no. No, I don't see it like that at all. I, I don't feel like Thomas, like I, I feel about my friends. This is different. Christ, how are you not reaching for the Kleenex? I, like, to cry, I mean. Um, 
<laughs> I know it's the other usually with me, Dave, but he's... <laughs> Fucking hell, have you not got a lump in your throat and a tear no. in your eye at that? So I, I think I... Look, if it's a play, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong, but I'm taking that fully on face value, hook, line, and sinker. Well, Mr. Cynic over here is completely the opposite of you, Dave, because I thought he was a play. I thought he was going for the sympathy vote. And his dialogue, Thomas's dialogue at times, is just it's just off for me. And and look, Adrian, I still think Adrian's there's something going on with Adrian there. It could be he's a private person, he just feels uncomfortable. But in that case, why the fuck have you gone on a show then where you want to get married to someone? You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's different, like, you know, going on a show like this, you know, potentially meeting someone, you know, getting a, a a little bit of fame, getting that taste of fame to, like, you know, the extremes where you're speaking to the VT about all these things you've been doing to each other, you know? It's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? It is, and I don't know what the environment would be because, obviously, it's a TV show as well, isn't it? So... It's not the old. What we found is at the start of the show, the dialogue was our husband, my husband, my wife, uh, my partner. You know, it, it it was all that. Whereas as it's gone on, it's like let's see at the end of the experiment. But it was basically mm. uh, they were buying into the fact that you're actually married and stuff, which you're not. You're you're married mm. in the context of this show, but it's not a legally binding situation. So yeah. maybe it's true. And another couple, Dave, who. Who are very strange. They, they come onto the, the sofa together. Great. As soon as they get on there, it falls to fucking pieces. Is Zoe and Jenna. I just didn't even speak these two. Fuck me. It just I ends think, up chaos. I think maybe they're just too busy fucking all the time because they don't fucking have a conversation. So that's the only thing I could think. Yeah, it, it, it must be because I, I just, I don't get it. One of them says one thing and then it's like, Hang on, and then it ends up in, and then they both. What makes you laugh is they both look so pissed off, and then they both yeah. go, "But we're gonna stay." And I'm like, "Well, that's not what you're fucking saying. What yeah. the fuck?" It's great to watch, but every fucking episode, and you said that in Discord, and I agreed in my notes. The same thing as what I'm saying, but you, you, it's, it's so right. So it's just almost like these two just must not fucking speak whatsoever. Yeah. And it's, it's just so, it's brilliant to watch because every time they get on that chair, that fucking sofa, I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to fucking go now. So strange. <laughs> like I say, I don't think they particularly have any intense questioning either. It's, it's this magical property that the, the sofa has that, that just makes, certainly it seems to be more from Zoe's point. She just drops these bombshells and you can see Jenna's face turn into thunder. And then they, they have this bit of a back and forth. It was about the kids this time. You know, they seem to get closer on, oh, well, you know, I'm not, you know, always going to be in Stafford and you're not always going to be in Blackpool. So, you know, we could meet in in the middle somewhere. Probably Manchester would probably make sense. Wouldn't yeah. it? But, um, but anyway, we can do that. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, you know, because before they, they seemed really stubborn that, that they're not going to move. So that was positive. But then it got onto the kids and it's like, fucking hell, <laughs> talk, <laughs> just fucking have a word. Don't wait till the magical sofa has to prompt you to fucking have this conversation. So, yeah. I mean, it is, it's not like the fireworks that we see with the, some of the other couples. It's just, it's genuinely interesting. And they, Chris, they, they do have a communication problem. This is not a one-off, is it? This is consistent no. behavior. If you can't fucking speak to each other, what are you going to do when you can't go to the experts every week? 
Ricky Polo. I mean, hey, I'm out having a beer. What's up? <laughs> Dave, he speaks cooler than that. What is that voice? He's, let me tell me if I go. I won't fucking get this at all. Like, he's very smooth. He's like, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, who's that on the phone? <laughs> it's uh, Zoe and Jenna. Hi, yeah, I'm just out at the moment. Can you call me back? You know, Dave. He, Oh my God, I am so happy for you too. Look at terrible Americans listening are probably tearing their hair out. It's like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? What's that Canadian accent you do it? Yeah. What's this all about? Um, but yeah. A couple of bow ends, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Dave. What was funny was. We had them, and then we get Jordan and Shanita, and and again, they come in so happy, you know, such bubbly people. I've said this something there. I don't know what it is. It might not be Jordan, but I don't think Shanita's getting the clarification, the reassurance that she wants, and she seems to do the same thing as Zoe and Jenna. She gets yeah. to the fucking... It's like it's no man's land, that fucking sofa, and she starts being... Oh, and Jordan's like, well... Uh, he went, did you go to Darlington? Oh, it's great seeing his family's mum and that. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And then she just goes, but I'm not any like, well, I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, fucking <laughs> what? And I, I didn't like how that ended that conversation. But again, they're like, we're going to stay. And I'm like, well, that's not what we've just been fucking talking about. I just, it's bizarre. Well, the thing is, they have to write it down beforehand, don't they? Yes. Yes. So that that's the thing, and and they, you know, like with Jenna and Zoe, they they kind of think, oh yeah, it's fucking great, isn't it? And they get onto the magical sofa, and it's like, ah, oh, it's just fucking shit, really, isn't it? Fucking hell, where, where did that come from? So, it, it was a bit weird. But what do you reckon as well? I I do find it weird. I see more of Shanita's point now, when she was having the conversation and saying about, well, you know, with his previous girlfriend, he'd lived with for ages, you know, but he didn't love her, and it's like. That's a bit weird, isn't it? What, what is your criteria for love? What, what would being in love feel like or be like for you? Like, I just find that really, really weird that you would move in with someone and then be with them for ages and not love them. I just, you know, at least be married for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> And what I found bizarre that, you know, I know George jumps on the back of what Matt had said, but it's like they've been together for a long time. You know, we spoke to uh, Lara and she said that time she spent with Richie, even though, you know, they weren't in each other's pockets or something, but they did share time together. It was a month. Whereas in the context of the show, mm. we only saw them on the show for like a week, didn't we really? But so I think it was a couple of weeks, wasn't it? A couple of weeks, yeah. So so say two weeks. So so these have been in it longer. So it's five, six, seven weeks now that they've been together as a couple, realistically. Surely you would say you love someone by now. And mm. I, I don't know, I don't get this. It could be an age thing, Dave. Maybe we're showing our age, but I you usually know if you love someone, don't you? The feelings, everything. And it's like we're gonna get there. And I I always think in my head. I don't think you can if there's not that passion and that sort yeah. of wanting to rip each other's clothes off and be with them every time and you, you're dying to you're checking your phone and you want to be with if you've not got that then I don't I just don't think it ends up being I, I might be wrong because people listening be like what the hell are you talking about Chris because I know that doesn't last forever obviously but 
your initial connection is usually a physical connection as a relationship. That's why I, I find it hard to believe a lot of these people when they're like, it could develop into love. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, really? This sounds like the fucking Bachelor when they're saying shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a process, isn't it? Yeah. With The Bachelor, it is. The the vocabulary they use is so formulaic. What, what is it now? It's like, we... Oh, I can see myself falling yes. in love with you. Yeah. And then yeah. I think I'm falling in love with you too. I am falling in love. I, I think there's a fourth one that I've missed out there somewhere, but it's very formulaic. It's a sequential process that they follow. Whereas I, I have to say, I do think if Jordan and Shanita don't love each other now, I don't see when they ever will. It, yeah. You know, and, and I think she's, she might already be there. I think she's holding back because of what he said. But considering they are there together, you know, spending each waking moment pretty much with each other, you know, they don't have to worry about jobs. You know, it's not like they're fucking setting off at seven o'clock in the morning, getting back seven, eight o'clock at night, you know, snatching a couple of hours in the evening when you're both knackered, you know, and then trying to find something to do at the weekend. They are together all the fucking time. So... I'm sorry if you if you're not catching the feels after I would say a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I don't see that you ever will. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And and, and like I say, Dave, you know yourself. We've been, both been in love, you know, and, and and you understand how it works. You know what I mean? And for everyone, it's different. And I, yeah, you can develop love for someone. That's that's. I'm not some expert. I don't know. I don't have all the thing. But in my from my opinion, it was more. There's a physical connection. Look, you know, it, it, it just it just doesn't ring true. And like you say, it's the wording on the bachelor. It's all that you've got three guys there after one girl, or uh, three girls after one guy, and and whoever's the bachelor or the bachelorette's like, I can see that I can fall in love with <laughs> yeah. all three of these. Next. Oh, of course you can. Yeah, <laughs> like Clayton who slept with everyone and was like, oh, I've got a great connection. I fucking bet you have, mate. Brilliant. Fucking I was brilliant. With all of you. <laughs> and then he was crying like he was the victim. Oh, he slept why, with all three of them. Why does this always happen to me? To me. You cheating mother. Oh, that's the other thing on The Bachelor, right? I'm sorry to tangent, but <laughs> fucking it's a thing. It's like, oh, yeah, cheating. That's terrible. I would never cheat. Right, can you send the next one in, please? Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. The kissing. The, the, whoever's oh, the bachelor. My oh, it's my. A, it's as bad on Love Island, though, isn't it? I'm sure they turn the fucking volume up on the kissing. It's all oh, like oh. What are you oh, it's horrible. sucking on some Werther's or something? Christ, turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. Maybe it's, maybe it's all the false lips everyone's got now, Dave. It might be like a suction thing. I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm Which Homer Simpson and it right back <laughs> into the hedge. That was Mr. <laughs> that was Mr. Chris. That one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't specify what lips, but I'm just saying. Anyway, let's move very swiftly on, my friend. Uh, so, as I get myself out of this fucking hole, I've just dug myself in. Um, so, so we get the main event, don't we? Really, which is uh, Kwame and Keisha. I, I, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. I think. When her three sisters said to her, you know, he's not the one, all three of them were like, no. And what, what I found really interesting, I don't know if you spotted this, but her body language was excellent, as in she was turning away from him. She was half turning and looking to the right all the time whenever he talked. And when she said, I'm out, and that's it. Fair play to her, Dave. She's right. She's been played by Kwame for too long, in my opinion. He's pissed about. We said this 
in the episode. His dialogue, when someone asks, are they tight? It's like, yeah, great. But he doesn't act or treat her that way. Why shouldn't she get pissed off? Why? And she, she's absolutely correct. And I thought that was the, absolutely the correct decision of, of out of all of this. And I, and I respect to Kwame for changing his decision because she obviously must have told him before they were filming, but it was absolutely the right thing to do. And I, I did feel sorry for him. When she said to everyone, my phone's always going to be on, guys, and, and she's getting upset, and I'm thinking, hang on, this fucker's going to stay, stay in a minute. You're going to be here for another week, but... Obviously, he changed his mind and fair play. It was the right decision because it was going nowhere between them. I think as well, I, I think he's probably too proud. He, he comes across like he's very proud and I, I don't think he would, I don't think he would be comfortable making her stay when she yeah. made it so abundantly clear. But fucking Captain Deluded, Chris. Honestly, yeah. I, I just... The, I, my mind is boggling at just how deluded he is because it's like when she says about all my sisters, you know, gave, uh, it was three cherries, three, three, um, three in a row. Everyone said no, and he's yep. like, "Well, this is the first time hearing of this. I thought it went great, you know." <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Taisha, sorry, Taisha. It's not Bachelor. It's talking about Bachelor, Keisha. We've even seen her saying stuff, and it was fair yeah. enough. He did apologize for the laughing, but he didn't really know why. He, he couldn't pinpoint what did I actually do there. But it's like he's saying that they're not having these conversations, but from what I've seen, he's just not fucking been listening. Yeah. He's not, you know, it's like, Chris, if it, it's, it's picking up on what people say beyond the words that they use. Right, if you said to, if you said to Sam, right, uh, yeah, I'm going to go um, a couple of weeks just to uh, Magalove with the lads. Um, is that okay? Yeah, 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 it's fine. Oh, remember that old flame from school? Oh, it turns out she's going to be there as well. And, you know, beds are at a premium, so she's going to be in my bed as well. Is that okay? No, I says, can feel the punch nowadays. You know, this, is a, this is not a true story. No, you I can have feel been it. Trained. You have been trained, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't even go there. But let's say you did in this hypothetical situation, and she goes, "Yeah, fine." Do you think it's fine? <laughs> <laughs> Would you even fucking consider that that is fine? Because sometimes people say it's fine when it's not fucking fine. And I, I can only think that he's just not picked up or doesn't want to pick up because he's not been listening, you know, to anything. So why the fuck, unless it's an act, why the fuck would any of this be a surprise? Yeah, I, I agree, Dave. He said Captain Deluded. He didn't have a clue. It felt as if he was blindsided. You know, we just see Jordan say with Shanita, and I think Jordan yeah. was blindsided, but in some respects. However, he cannot... There's no way that he can even think that what she's saying is not correct. It's like, oh, well, uh, well, I respect that. And she doesn't want to be here. I'm not going to force her. Why mm. don't you fucking act like you cared about her when yeah. you had your chance, mate? You blew it. You know, that's it. Whether you're on the show for your own reasons or whatever, get that profile out there, fine. But don't come out. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And I see loads of people online saying, on Twitter and that saying, does he, has, has Kwame got no self-awareness of how he's acting <laughs> towards her and that? You know, it's like, you know, you're acting like a secret agent. Like, you can't get take cases to your house. You know, you can, I still you think might, he's frozen. There's something going on. There's something going on. You know, it's it's very... 
very, very bizarre. I'm very secretive. And, and Dave, I've never known, I've never met one person who say to me, I'm very, very secretive. And that is a positive thing about yourself. I'm, that's the first person in my 43 years on this world of saying I am very secretive and hoping that's a positive thing about yourself. That is not unbelievable. You know, you're saying about him being a secret agent, though, Chris. I mean, fucking <laughs> hell, he would be the worst, wouldn't he? You've just made me, the mind cast back to Black Adder Goes Forth, you know, the, the one that they did in the first war, and, you know, Hugh Laurie's kind of dumb character is in hospital, and the word is that there's a German spy in the hospital as well, and he, he asked this guy next to him, he's like, uh, do you know, have you seen anyone around? You know, anyone that looks like a German spy? And he goes, nine. He says, nine? Oh, crikey, that is a lot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, that would be Kwame. He'd be getting all these clues and stuff and just fucking completely oblivious to it, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I can't see the secret agent thing at all, but whatever his reasons for being unbelievably secretive, he's certainly deluded beyond measure. You know, unless he's playing at being deluded, because just the the way he's been, and you know, he's talking about, you know, how it was with with their homestays, completely ignoring the fact that he didn't even have her in his fucking house. You know, it doesn't register that that is a borderline fucking disrespectful thing. You know, so don't be complaining about your homestay there. You didn't. Even, you took her for a walk around the fucking park. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, want to go to, do you want to go to KFC? You know, or like <laughs> Jonathan, oh, favourite kebab house, this one. Yeah, fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was, honestly, I was, I, you could possibly hear in my voice now, I, I literally have my head in my hands thinking, how can anyone be de this deluded? I don't, I don't see it. I don't see why, you know, like, how can you not have picked up on anything? And the only yeah. way I can rationalise it, no human being who has made it past fucking puberty can be that deluded. It's got to be an act, surely. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Has to be. Very strange. But Dave, again, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. What a way. Loved it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what, Sorry, a, what a speech from Keisha as well. And again, I, I, I think it's the right decision for me. A few weeks too late. You know, it should have been should have been gone way before that. I mean, there were so many red flags, but you know, she's given it a try. And honestly, I think you know you could replay that speech with like the Rocky music or something, couldn't you? It was so yeah. like, you know, it sort of grew a foot taller and everything. So yeah, it was good the way I think she went out there. Yeah, it was good. And what a way to end, Dave. You know, head held high, getting that sort of power back off Kwame because he played her for all them weeks. Yeah, respect to Keisha as well. And uh, a good contestant, Dave, as well. I think I think both of them together, Kwame just, you know, he gave us the line of the fucking series, didn't he? You know, like, <laughs> Duke and Matt, you know, absolute brilliant line. It, it's so good. But yeah, interesting couple. But again, fucking experts, what is going on here? Their hit rate must be about as reliable as your, you know, uh, what they called, um... Oh, what are they called? As your the fucking radar. Casamorians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you sure you got there before, you bastard. The Casamorians, babe. You know, reality radar's got a 99% obviously hit rate, but <laughs> I, I think the, the, the Casamorians are just, you know, trailing behind, I've got to say. 
99% shit rate. More like. So, <laughs> I tell you what, Chris, just before we wrap up and everything. So I was watching the Insta stories, you know, fucking obsessed with this show beyond measure at the minute. But um, Duca, right, you should see the art that that guy is capable of. So he's dragging some of it out. Cause we saw a little bit of it in episode one. That guy is fucking brilliant. Like, is real, it? like, yeah. He's got these sketches of, like, Venom and stuff like that. You know, like, some comic book stuff as well, but, like, portraits and everything. Have a look. It, it is really good. I'll have a look at that in a bit. You, you, the thing is with me, we, me and you both have obsessive um, personalities, don't we? You know, you know, I am terrible. If I want to do something and I get it in my head, you've literally got to chain me to the floor to stop me from doing it. And, <laughs> and Sam will vouch for that. I am a fucking nightmare. When I get, I get absolute tunnel vision on anything and I, I've, I've tried to stay away from social not I'm always on social media but from the, the math stuff properly mm. and I just pick up little snippets on Twitter because I know I'm just going to be stalking all their Instagram stories trying to find out what's going on the insider stuff this fucking podcast would be about two hours if I started doing that Dave so I'd have yeah. all sorts to say but no I love that with you I love the fact that you get in and then you're supposed to be the fucking cynic and you're the one who originally that I'm was the, the concept. Worst. You're the, the fucking worst, worst of me. You are worst. You will message me, <laughs> and I'll get up at four o'clock, and I'll I'll have been I fall asleep about ten o'clock, and I'm up at four, and I'll have a message off. You go, mate, mate, check this out. Oh, and I'm like, what, what? And I'm like, I can't reply because I'm going to wake you up. It's fucking four o'clock. So yeah, we're, we're as bad as each other. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, honestly, my phone's always on silent. You're not waking me up. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so don't worry about that. But uh, you just reminded me of saying about stalking there. What did you reckon about George Naperl on the sofa? Not a wanker. I'm trying to avoid fucking bringing them up. (laughs) 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 So, it just, I wasn't buying any of it. Just the whole happy. Oh, Oh, you fucking thing, dear. You know, so yeah, it's just. just I want to go to his house. Yeah, everything's good. I mean, again, you're in this artificial bubble. And. Again, we were saying about Kwame, right? <laughs> saying about Kwame being deluded. I think it was Paul who asked uh, April, you know, do you see yourself moving away and out of London? And she said, I want to want to move, you know, away and, and into the countryside. Now, to me, Chris, I would take that as a negative, but George thinks it's fucking great. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, want to want to want to. No, if you want to want that, it means you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> and even though you, you kind of, you know, you like this person, you don't want to do that. Whereas George thought it was fucking great. Honestly, I didn't know. He was so happy. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it struck me as odd. That's all. I, I, every time we've seen them on the sofa before, you know, they've got these things to work out. You know, for the homestays, I didn't think they particularly went that well. You know, certainly when, you know, they were in London, George was completely uninterested in, you know, entertaining the idea of going down there. 
April, you know, doesn't want to give that London life up. So I was just baffled as to why they were so positive. Yeah, and I, I did like the fact that the the main positive April took from all of it was the fact that she just wants to go and stay at Georgie's big house, Dave. That was that was always oh, that's yeah. the first thing yeah. you think of, don't it? When you're gonna up sticks, he must have. I mean, we've seen we've seen bits of it, but he must have some fucking uh, Wonga property on him, definitely. By the sound, yeah, of it, so. I imagine so. I imagine so. I mean, Worcester, Worcester's a really nice place actually, but you know, it's it's nowhere near London prices, so you'd be able to get quite a lot of house for your money there so yeah but yeah fucking no chance for these two no not a fucking prayer and uh we'd we just say no more on that dave anyway <laughs> so uh if you want to email us cdrealitycast at gmail.com if you want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast please get over to facebook chris and dave's reality tv cast we've got loads of new people coming on the page thank you for joining guys it's been so nice interacting with you all as well it's so much fun on there it's so good Big thanks to Charlene, as always. Uh, please go over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to support the show a little bit more. So, today's roll call of honour is Zoe, Cassie, Megan, Kay, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Luda Green, and Ken Gustafson. So, thank you so much, guys, for all your support. This is definitely the last episode of the week. And I've had so much fun again, mate. And we go into the last couple of weeks and more. Well, not the last weeks, about the last five or six last episodes. Week, yeah. yeah, so I cannot wait what happens next week. It's going to be amazing. And when we get to next week, we should have a chat before we actually start recording about what are we going to do after. Because Love is Blind Series 3 is starting just after Maths has finished. So that should drop a few episodes on Netflix. And then so that might tie us over to the winter. But... To be honest, we didn't really enjoy the second season, did we? Dave, don't deny it. You know what I've thrown my hat in with. I've thrown it in and you're avoiding it because you know the commitment is going to be if we don't go down that route. And I'm only going to... When when does Love Island Australia start, though? Uh, It says October, so I'm presuming it's going to be the end of October. I'm I'm not saying we have to do it. I'm not saying anything. I might have put it on Facebook and said, <laughs> what are we going to do next and tagged you? But it's in the arena with Love is Blind. How many episodes uh, a week? <laughs> you know, I, I deliberately ask you these questions. Yeah. You, you know I've not got the answer. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be five. Don't forget your week. parachute. No, yeah. yeah, it's five or six, isn't it? I think the Americans did five. I think... We could we could do a deal while we're on the podcast and say what about two a week, you know, just to you know, just throw it out. Fuck there, off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like my fucking crack dealer. Not that I have a crack dealer. But Sorry, just Johnny. say, <laughs> just say, <laughs> just just say though, right? We agreed right now on two episodes, right, of Love Island Australia, and then something happened. I'm, I'm only throwing it there, Dave. I'm just, I'm not so saying playing anything. You find out the start date. You find out how many episodes a week. We could do a cheeky little hors d'oeuvre. You know, we could do the first few episodes, see how it goes. <laughs> I've got that fucking, I've got no. the fucking fishing rod out. It's really <laughs> new <doing> it already. <laughs> yeah, but you actually have to do something. You have to find some shit out first. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> can't just be vague like I always am and just black it and go, oh, he started last night, Dave. I've got to tell you. <laughs> well, Bachelor in Paradise snuck up and that's already started. So I do yeah. want to watch that. All right, I genuinely I will, I will. want to watch it, but I think the boats, you know, we've missed the boat. We won't be able to catch up by the time uh, Masters finish. But yeah, we, we'll all right. figure something okay. out. Okay, okay. It was just a suggestion, that's all. But anyway, <laughs> have a good weekend, my good friend. I know that when we finish this call, you're going to be calling me a bar steward and stuff, which is fine. It's absolutely well, it's fine. It's just part of the course, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, what are friends for? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant, mate. Have, have we done the roll call of honour? We've done I everything. Fall you yeah, fell asleep okay, at that brilliant. point. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, fine. It just, <laughs> just got thrown a bit there. Um, brilliant. Thank you very much, sir. You know, we've run long again, haven't we? So these, yeah. these daily ones are turning into almost as long as the, the weekly wrap-ups. But, <laughs> you know, it has been brilliant. Um, thanks very much to you, sir. Thanks to everyone out there for listening, for supporting us. And we'll speak to you next Monday. Bye.